Do you want to become a better hockey player this summer with Paul Vincent Hockey? Since 1972, Paul Vincent, currently the head skills instructor of the Florida Panthers, has been developing NHL and college hockey players. Paul Vincent stands by his saying, there is always room for player development. Players such as Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Matt Grizzlick, Patrick Sharp, Adam Oates, and many more have trained with Coach Vincent and his staff and have outstanding results. Join Paul Vincent this summer at one of his four Massachusetts locations, Canton, Saugus, Middleton, and Falmouth on Cape Cod. Registration is now open for 2022 camps. To reserve your spot today, go to pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. That's pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. Paul Vincent is ready to get back to work this summer. Are you? Welcome to New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise Podcast, the podcast for serious hockey players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their hockey careers. And now, here is your host, New England Hockey Journal's Kirk Ludicky. Welcome to New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Ludicky, joined again by Jeff Cox, senior analyst, New England Hockey Journal, and he's seen more Massachusetts high school MIAA games than anybody, and we are going to do an MIAA playoff preview show, and we can have no better analyst and guest in than Jeff. Jeff, welcome. Uh, Joining me in studio, great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm a big proponent of Mass High School hockey, and, you know, Really excited to talk about it and showcase some of these players that are, are having great years on teams that are vying for a chance to play and raise a trophy at the TD Garden on March 20th. That's great. I, uh, You know what? I, I haven't seen as much uh, as you have, but I've gotten to a few, and I love the atmosphere. Uh, Reading, in particular, was a yeah. game, memorable game. Reading, St. John's, SJP, and uh, and then, you know, just... Uh, I, I gotta say, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's great to have people in the rinks watching, yeah. watching hockey, and so high, you know, Mass High School getting it, those players getting a chance to compete. Really, really great to see. Yeah, you know, I went to probably five or six Mass High School games last winter, and I was a couple times. I was the only person in the rink. Um, you know, it, it just it isn't the same. And Mass High School, the reason it's fun to go to games is Reading, like you mentioned, and seen some other ones uh catholic memorial and st john's prep with the uh the catholic conference championship regular season championship on the line the warrior arena was banged out there wasn't an empty seat the standing room was two or three deep um the cm student section was great and it was just it was a fun game to be at and there have been a lot of those games this year the hingham uh marshfield game on a couple of weeks ago to decide the ed burns high school tournament which was a, a great success in its first year featuring the top 16 publics um just some great atmospheres and it it's something to be said for going to games when championships are on the line and the atmospheres are are good because it's it's a lot harder to play with, with a little bit of pressure on you than you know just playing in a meaningless game with you know parents and you know maybe one or two other people there like you know some of the other games that you see around here so kudos to those uh, student sections in mass high school and looking forward to some 
some exciting playoff games here coming up. Yeah, I think it says something when your student section has their own Twitter feed, as is the case with Reading Rockets. So because <laughs> I had to follow them because it was impressive. But Jeff, let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's hit this. Um, lot lot of ground to cover. Lot of deserving programs out there and teams mm-hmm. that have that have been able to to put themselves in position for for championship contention status. Right. So let's let's start at the top. Let's not we don't need to we don't need to drag it right. out and just let you go. So you know the whole the whole year until the end of the Catholic Conference season, I thought Zavarian and St. John's Prep were the teams to beat and I, I still think they're two of the teams to beat, but Catholic Memorial is deserving of being in that and and they're the winners of the Catholic Conference and Something to be said for that. I believe they have the best goaltender of all the contenders um, for Division One state championship. And uh, Dom Moleka, who's a senior, he's been around for a while. And then they have some young guys like Tyler Hamilton up front. Um, on defense, Finn Burke is one of the better D in uh, Mass High School. But they're deep. They play hard. Um, well coached by Larry Rooney. Um, so... You know, like I said, I, I didn't know as much about them as I did about St. John's Prep and Zavarian, but I've, I've seen them. I saw them early in the season. I saw them blow out Bishop Fenwick by double digits. So I was impressed, but I I don't know how good they are because you couldn't really tell from that game. When I saw them beat uh, St. John's Prep a, a few weeks ago now, I, I, I came away very impressed. Um, getting back to St. John's Prep, they're, they're another team that I, I really like. They they cycle as well as anyone. They have three lines that just go to work at pucks in deep and and do a good job down low, low to high passes, getting guys in the slot and finding them. I know that's cliche, but it, it's really true with them. I don't know how, how good their D is because their, their cycle game is so good, they don't have to defend that much. Um, but Christian Hansen's always always had good teams that play hard and play the game the right way and and this year's no different um guys like uh cole and pierce blazer jake vanna christian rosa um will van sicklin um jimmy ayers um ben mcgilvery tommy sarney just really good mass high school players um they're older for the most part vanna and rosa are sophomores but the rest of their teams um upperclassmen for the most part um, I, I truly believe, even though they lost to CM, I think they're the team to beat just based on how hard they play, how heavy they are. Um, Severian's another really good team. They're older as well. They have guys like Jack Silva, Aiden Rodriguez, um, Nolan Dion, Will O'Hara, uh, Cole O'Hara, um, Lock, Will Lockwood, um, Jody Martino, guys that are, are good players. Um, they they also play heavy and they're they're well coached by Dave Spinale who's been around forever. Um, they lost a lot of D off of last year's team. The Catholic Conference played a decent amount of games last year and comparatively to everyone else and had a playoff championship that Zavarian did win. Um, so the, to me, those three are the teams to beat. And you know, as I don't know if we mentioned this, but this is a first year without a Super Eight. Um, so there, there won't be the double elimination, which makes it different. Um, the, the top thirty-two teams in Division One will make the field, and you know, single elimination when you have to win five games means you can't lose for five five games, obviously. And uh, to me, those three teams are are the class of the state and the teams to beat. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, um, Zavarian, I, I thought I saw them play MC, and I thought mm-hmm. they got really good goaltending from from Flanagan, um, Brandon yeah. Flanagan. You know, he's mm-hmm. he may might not be as 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 good, you know, goal, you know, in terms of you know player for player as some of the other teams, but I think when you take that entire dynamic with yeah. Zavarian and how well they're coached, he's he's right. been really effective. Yeah, so you know, it it'll be interesting without the Super Eight because it, it's often been the the top. Catholics get get a good look at the Super Eight with a public like Reading or Hingham or Arlington, you know, squeaking in and winning it from time to time. Hingham's won one, but this year, you know, everyone's in the same field, and uh, it it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it's the first time in my obviously time where there hasn't been a Super Eight because I think the Super Eight started in 1990 or 89 or 91 somewhere around then. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, what are you just just curious pros cons, or do you want to just wait to see and then analyze it later? I I like the Super Eight, and I don't like why it was canceled. Um, but the, to me, the Super Eight was a great showcase of high school hockey in Mass, and it was really the only time you would see a lot of the big hockey East coaches there. You know, five six years ago, I remember going to Super Eights at UMass Lowell or. TD Garden eventually, and you, you, you saw Coach Jamili from New Hampshire. You saw Jerry York there. You saw Mark Dennehy there. You saw some of the head coaches um, that weren't always there. And, you know, there's still – there might be that in this year with some of the younger players and the MIA, like an Owen Keefe at Malden Catholic or a Jack Sadowski at Arlington or a James Marshall at BC High. Um, you might see some college coaches – trying to watch those guys but there won't be the same buzz that there was around the super eight which i think is disappointing because mass high school obviously doesn't get the showcase it deserves and to take away the biggest showcase for mass high school hockey is just just not it's not not a good thing for anyone there have been some pretty good players that came out of the super eight over the years for sure guys that are in the nhl yep yeah it's 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 tough but even you know even i think it's important to mention you know chris Kreider played at masco which right. is a Division Two program. Um, that there's plenty of players that have gotten their start in the MIA, and uh, it's you know not as good hockey as prep school for sure. But there's still some good teams and um, some good players coming out of this league, and it's it's better than a lot of the full season programs around here. Yeah, interesting. So um, yeah, so we talked Catholic Conference. What you got next? To to me, there's three publics that have stepped stepped up and set themselves apart from everyone else and it's Hingham, Belmont and Arlington and Hingham probably has the best shot because they're deep they're the deepest team of those three um, they don't have individually they don't have a Cam Fiji like Belmont they don't have a Jack Sadowski like Arlington but they have a bunch of good players and they have about six seven forwards that are really good hockey players for this level led by Aiden Brazel a right wing, junior right wing, Connor Walsh, um, Travis Rugg has had a really good season. I've seen I've seen a lot of Hingham lately, and Travis just plays the game the right way, drives the net, kind of crashes for rebounds. Um, he's produced a lot as of late. His brother Carter, a lot of people know from Pomfret, he's on the uh, blue line for Pomfret. Um, and then Bobby Falvey on, on D, recent Colby commit. He's the only player in the MIA that has a college commit. 
just based on the fact that most of the good players in the MIA are freshmen and sophomores um, who will ha- eventually probably land Division One commits, but right now he's the only one committed. Yeah, they're prevented. Right. You know, they can't yeah. because of right. by virtue of their Right, their you can't commit until August 1 of entering your junior year. Um, but Falvey's a good player, and then they have two solid goaltenders and freshman Keegan Wilson and junior Luke Marion. Mary, they're about they're kind of polar opposites. Marion's six five, six six. Um, got a good glove, and Keegan's a little bit on the smaller side, probably five eight, five nine, but plays plays more of technically sound, good skater, all that stuff. Um, so to me, Tony Messina's done a great job. Hingham always loses a bunch of players to prep school to the Boston Advantage but he still always has good teams. Um, for as long as I've been doing this, Hingham's always been one of the top three, four public school teams year in and year out, and it's it's truly impressive because he he does lose a lot of guys to prep and, and midget hockey. Um, then, then Belmont, to me, they have the best player in high school hockey this year. He might not be the best prospect going forward. I think he is a good prospect, but uh, Cam Fiji has well over 30 goals, um, you know the Middlesex League's a tough, the toughest league in Mass High School outside of the Catholic Conference, and some would argue it's pretty even with the Catholic Conference. But the fact that he's put up the amount of goals that he has, he's almost scoring two two goals per game. And wow. uh, I've seen him play. Why is that a tough conference? They're just a bunch of public school teams that have always been known for having good hockey, like Reading, Winchester, Woburn, Arlington, obviously uh, Burlington. Melrose, Wakefield. So the murderer's row effect right. where any team can yeah. beat any other on any given night. Right, and even, you know, Wakefield and Stoneham and Watertown are in the lower division of the Middlesex League, but they're they're still a pretty good team with some good players. So to me, it's unquestionably the best public school conference in in high school hockey and definitely one of the top two conferences in high school hockey. And um, so to score almost two two goals per game, truly impressive and uh he's had a great year he's definitely their guy you know i've seen them beat bc high i've seen them beat arlington um they're a good team but he he's kind of the guy if he's not going they they might have an off night in the in the tournament um so he's got to be going and then arlington's somewhat similar to him or to the belmont and they have a little bit more depth but jack sadowski's their guy he's a sophomore played for the junior eagles He's a hockey East player. There, there's no question about that. Um, he's as smart of a goal scorer as there is in high school hockey this year. You know, Fiji's a little bit older. He's an 04 um, who can rip it. But Jack Sadowski is is an elite, elite, elite brain. Um, and one of my favorite 06s because of how smart he is um, yeah, across the country. Always around the net. Yeah. Always, yeah. No, I, no, no question. That's when watching him on that. Eagles sixteen yeah. team, no, and he's he's playing up a year. Right. You know, he's playing with a lot of O fives yeah. and right. he's an O six. You know, and and John Missouri's a great coach. He he won a Super Eight at Winchester. Um, he's won a couple Super Eights at Arlington. This roster isn't as deep as the two teams that he had that won Super Eights in Arlington. But you know, Sadowski's a good player. Jake Russell is an O four junior, and Brendan Hirsch is an O five sophomore. That are good players. They've had good years. Um, Liam Gore is an 07 freshman who's Liam Gore. certainly yeah. very capable. Um, yeah. You know, it's like we talked about it for prep. It's a little bit easier to be a young player in MIA just based on the fact that there aren't 02, for the most part, there aren't repeat guys and everything Post-grads like that. And all yeah, that po- yeah. But um, 
So he's he's had his bumps in the road this year, but he's still a good player that prep school coaches and other other guys will be wanting to watch um, come the postseason. I would be very, very surprised if the eventual champion didn't come out of one of these six teams. If there were Vegas odds for high school hockey, which they're not, um, CM, St. John's Prep, and Zavarian to me are just unquestionably who I believe will win. You know, one of those three. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned Zavarian, CM, and, and CM1, you know, beat Zavarian, or excuse me, um, St. St. John's Prep. Yeah. Uh, um, CM recently, and, and I, I was going back and I was listening to what you were saying about SJP, and I, they are a team I've had a chance to see. I've had a chance to see Zavarian. And you wonder, they are so good. They're well coached, uh, Christian Hansen, and what he's doing. Um, be going to be tough to beat them again you know so yeah. so maybe it was a good thing right for for st john's prep to yeah. lose that game because they just they've they've been able to power through most of the competition and then all of a yeah. sudden you know you, you hit a bump in the road you lose a game to a conference rival and all, everyone, ooh, everyone now is looking at cm and now maybe that was the best thing that could have happened to, right. to sjp yeah you know of course it's not always the worst thing in the world to have a wake-up call before the tournament because once the tournament starts, there's no wake-up calls. You, you lose and right. you, your season's over. Single and you're, elimination now, right? You're starting to play baseball or lacrosse or, or whatever sport you do next. Right, right. Is there, are, is there anyone else in the, in the Catholic Conference maybe that we didn't mention by team but has, some good, has, a, has a good player or two that, that right. is worth you mentioning? Know, I, I think Malden Catholic, um, they're, they're playing much better. I saw them in their Christmas tournament in December. Um, they, they beat Franklin in the first game. They lost Austin Prep in the next game. I've seen them lose some games recently, but I've also seen them, they beat Zavarian. Um, they had a close game against St. John's Prep. They're a team that's gotten better as the season has gone along. Their, their depth is certainly nowhere near what the top three are, but Owen Keefe is probably the best, not probably, he is the best defenseman of any, any player in the Catholic Conference. Um, He's an 06 sophomore. His his dad's the Northeastern coach, Jerry Jerry Keefe. Um, he, he's a big-time player. He'll be at the 40-man camp uh, this March, and he, he logs so many minutes that you sometimes you, you watch and you're like, does this kid ever come off the ice? Right. Um, which it's fine for evaluating for a little bit, but it, it, it also, you know, I, I think you're, he's playing so much that, it, it's almost hard for him too because you know the the weight of the teams on his shoulders. Um, he's playing power play PK. You, you you make some mistakes when you're a little bit tired. Um, so great player, great leader for them. He wears he wears an A on his jersey as a sophomore. You know they they have some good forwards and Joseph Gaffney and Nick Julian um, and a couple of good goaltenders and Chris Kucher's been doing this for a while. He started out at uh, Amesbury, moved on to Andover. He's now Malden Catholic. He's a good coach, and you know, like I mentioned, their their team's definitely better than they were in December, which says a lot. Um, but the to me, their lack of depth will come back and hurt them in the postseason. Yeah, they yeah saw him against Zavarian. It was a yeah. very tight game, right? Zero zero to last, and then the, the, I think MC took a bad penalty yeah. late in the game. Zavarian scored on the PP, right. got an empty netter. Yeah. You know, but again, it was it was just they didn't have the same kind of depth that was noticeable. Right. I thought the, it was a good goaltending battle yeah. between between the netminders, but yeah. ultimately without that depth, it just right. when you get into a tight game. Yeah, Zank and Hubbard are both good goalies for Zavarian, and. Uh, I actually saw MC beat Zavarian later in the season than you did. You know, they lost the first time. So they are getting better. Um, 
they're a team that I think probably wins a couple win a couple games in the tournament, but I just don't see them beating any of the any of the big dogs come postseason time. And um, you know, a couple other dark horses to me are Austin Prep, Pope Francis, as far as the Catholics go. Um, Austin Prep has a really young team with uh, on D. Josh Williams, Connor Griffin up front, Luke Pazia, Jacob Duvall, Evan Regan, all 06s. They're all good players, but that's going to be hard to beat the the top guys with um, such a young a young roster. Pope Francis has some good players. They don't have what they, you know, you're obviously accustomed to watching Ryan Leonard, Ryan Shaw, Matt Hanscom, Brandon Spaulding, um, Ben Zaranek the last couple of years. They don't have any of those guys. Uh, CJ Wittroba is an interesting 07 for them, who's a good player, um, but they they don't have uh, they don't have what it takes, in my opinion, to to win a championship. Um, it, it's tough when you when you lose six guys of that caliber. That you know, one guy's playing in the USHL, one guy's committed to Holy Cross now, um, a couple guys playing prep school hockey on a good Westie team. You know, the, it's hard to. Zarenex playing junior hockey. Um, it's hard to lose that m- much talent. And, uh, you know, BC High is another one. That y- y- you look around the prep school ranks and you see on Milton Academy, Chris Romain, on, on Thayer, you see Declan Lofney. Um, on Nobles, you see Colin Norton and um, John uh, John Logan. And that's a, that's a lot of talent to lose you know, and, and still be good, you know, and the, obviously some of the other guys that would have graduated anyways, but the Kramer brother twins. So like they, they've lost a lot of talent the last couple of years and it's, they're just, that's just catching up to them really. Um, you know, they have a couple, they have a couple of good players and Ryan Flaherty and James Marshall and Joe Feinberg, but on, on D they're, they're thin and, you know, BCI is having an uncharacteristically poor season, but, you know, like I said, it's a lot of talent to replace, especially, some of those Division One D that could still be there. New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise podcast will return after this message. Catch the Sacred Heart University Pioneers on the ice this season. The Pioneers Division One men and women's hockey programs will not disappoint. Season ticket packages and individual tickets are on sale now at sacredheartpioneers.com. And opening in 2023, Sacred Heart University's Martiri Family Arena, a brand new 122,000 square foot premier skating facility in Fairfield, Connecticut. Learn more at sacredheartpioneers.com. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Do you want to skate fast? For 50 years, Laura Stam instructors have taught youth players to pros how to skate correctly, powerfully, and fast. Players who attend Laura Stam power skating programs learn how to skate fast by learning how to execute every maneuver in hockey. They become powerful, stable, efficient, and explosively fast skaters. 
If you can't wait for a clinic, join our subscription skills video service and we'll show you the skills taught at our clinics in an easy to use video format with training plans to guide your training. Register or subscribe now at laurastam.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-S-T-A-M-M.com. You can learn to skate fast. Where to next in terms of when, we, when we're looking at mass high school hockey? You know, where where should we go now to to, to, to look at who who's in there? Who's I, in I think there's two two more dark horses um, that are public schools on the South Shore, um, and uh, Marshfield and Braintree. I, Marshfield won the Ed Burns High School tournament, beat some good teams along the way. They beat Arlington in overtime. They beat Tewksbury, which is the top team in Division Two, and they beat Hingham. Um, in overtime, that game will count as a tie as far as the computer rankings that decide all the playoffs. But in double overtime, Cam McGetrick scored. Uh, will Doherty had the game winner in both the um, Arlington and the Tewksbury game. Th- those two guys are 06 wingers that are having big time seasons at Marshfield, and they're definitely the leaders offensively for them. And uh, Brady Quackenbush has been really good in goal for them. Uh, Dan Conley's gotten his teams to the Garden in the past, and good coach, and uh, th- they buy in. They're always one of the better public school teams around, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make make a somewhat of a run. And then Braintree, I always say this, I sound like a broken record, but Dave Fasano's teams always play hard. They always come at you hard. Um, senior defenseman Danny Keegan's a really good player. Junior Junior center Nolan Leonard's a good player. Dave's son, Nick Fasano, is a good player. Uh, Coughlin, Larry Graziano, those are those are guys that are good Mass High School players. And um, like I said, they always play hard and compete. And uh, they just recently tied Arlington. And I think they only have two losses on the season. So they're another team to, to watch just based on how hard they play. And then to me, the last the last real dark horse is, is Redding. Um, you mentioned them earlier. They're they're deep. They have three good lines up front. They're they're not as deep on the on the blo- on the blue line. But Evan Panucci, Robbie Granara, Lash Giardina, um, Cam Fahey, some of those guys up front are, are really good players. And uh, they made it to the um, they made it to the final of the Leicester Division at the Ed Burns, losing to Canton, which is probably after Tewksbury the the next best team in uh, Division Two this year. Yeah, I I, I like Panucci. You know, yeah. The way he plays was like cycles and mm-hmm. you know just engaged. Yeah, you know it's a good three zone player. He right. looks at he's one. I mean, you watch players. Sometimes you you see who the captains are and you, mm-hmm. you scrutinize them a little bit. And you're looking for those attributes. Right. Sometimes they don't always jump out at you. But yeah. in his case, yeah. I could I could see why he was right. he's the captain. And, and he's been even better here of late for them. And you know, Rhett, hockey means a lot in the town of Reading. You know they don't they don't lose as many kids to prep school or other other forms of hockey that a lot of the other towns around do, and um, you know, I think that means a lot when you have guys that have played together for a long, long time, and they're getting better goaltending of late, and they've they're used to the grind of the Middlesex League, and they're another team that to me is is clearly in the um, in that upper echelon of high school hockey this year. I like it. I like it. So, so where do we go from here? Well, just you know, I want to give the Leicester divisions a little, yeah. uh, a little Great. love here, Absolutely. if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, 
in Division Two, I've seen Tewksbury quite a few times this year. Um, they have two brothers up front um, that are really good players, and Jason Cook and Matthew Cook. Jason's a senior, and Matthew's a sophomore. Both are guys that can put the puck in the net. And then on uh, D, they have Caden Connors and Nick DiCicco. And in goal, they have Ben O'Keefe. So they're they're a good team. They have some they have some issues from as far as details that I think cost them in the Ed Burns against the, the big boys of Division One. But they beat Waltham in that first round game and had a close one against um, Marshfield before losing late. So they're, they're a good team. They're they're to me the class of Division Two. Canton's a good team. Their freshman goaltender once he took over. Colin Davis, they've been a whole different team. And Dan Schumann, the coach at uh, Canton, he's been around for a little while now, and they've they've had some great teams the last few years. So winning and getting to the Garden is no uh, not a um, foreign concept for the you know Canton team. Um, in Division Three, Marlboro, Linfield, Hanover, and Situate are kind of the the top guys. Um, Linfield has a kid, Carney, senior. Um, senior winger and uh then on D Damiani Damian Damiani um both good players Hanover has probably the best player in division three in uh Michael Monroe who everyone's seen with the junior Eagles Drake it's kind of a uh little bit of a dark horse there and uh they've got a couple guys that people have seen in the fall and Cam Caron who played for the uh Whalers or South Shore Kings South Shore Kings Yeah. yeah um and uh Nate Freelove, who played for the uh, Rhode Island Hitmen, they're both good players. And then uh, Situate has a couple big wins in the season. They beat um, they beat Marshfield early in the season, earlier in the season. Oh, wow. So they're they're a team to beat. They've I've seen Situate make the TD Garden a few times over the last decade or so. And then I, I don't know a lot about Division Four, but I've seen Stoneham play a couple times in the Middlesex League, and their their record speaks for itself, and they're from everyone else that I've talked to, they're the they're the top team in Division Four, and the player on that team is junior Danny Storella, who played for that really good North Suburban yep. uh, Wings team in the fall, and he's a kid who can score goals, plays hard, but he just works hard. Um, you know, he he gets the most out of his ability, and I you know, block shots. Um, really good player. I saw them play Masco early in the season. Saw them play Wakefield, um, and you know th- they're a good team. The last team I kind of want to mention for the lower divisions um, is Gloucester. They they beat BC High a, b- a couple weeks ago. Any any time a public's beating a Catholic conference team, especially a lower division um, public school like Gloucester, and and they've got a kid that everyone knows from the fall, Emerson Marshall, um, who played for that same North Suburban Wigs team. Is um, yeah, he scored, he scored a lot. Yeah, and uh, they have another kid, Jack Costanza, who's a senior who. I, I think he played as an eighth grader there. He's been there forever. I've seen them in the state tournament a couple of years ago. He's another good player. So those two are pretty dynamic duo. And last team kind of to mention for the lower division is Masco. Saw them a couple times. They're a good team. They're always in it. Um, Andrew Jackson's their coach. He's he's done a nice job up there. And uh, he played at Stonehill. And um, AJ Sacco's their guy. He's their first line scoring threat. He played for the Cape Cod Whalers 05 team this fall, and he's. Obviously, got a good hockey lineage, right? Yeah. Now, 
for people like me that aren't as familiar, what are the what are the biggest differences when you talk about the you know, lower divisions? Because uh, you know, I, it's sometimes it's intuitive and sometimes it's not. So I'm trying to get you wrap know, my head around it. Obviously, they're smaller schools, right? Um, so they don't have as much depth, and you, you tend to see guys leave those places earlier because there's the competition's not as good. Um, you know, some of the top guys that I mentioned on Hanover and Drake it and some of these other, they're, they're not going to be around for probably after this year, just because it's just hard to keep those kids. Whereas the BC highs and the Arlington's and the Reddings can keep some of those good players for a couple of years. Um, so I think that's, you know, one, one big thing. And then, you know, kind of off of that is the, they don't have the depth or the, the level of competition, so you, right. they, you know they're not they're not used to playing the big boys. But you know I've been doing this for a while, and I think a couple of years ago Canton, when they had uh, Johnny Hagen, they could have beat a lot of teams in Division One that year. Um, and there's other examples I, I've seen Tewksbury beat some good teams, like we mentioned Waltham. Um, you know, Situate beat Marshfield. So there there's good teams in the lower level. I've seen Stoneham win some games against higher higher ranked teams and then this is the first year there's been division four so with the super eight they being eliminated they also did a little bit of realignment and you could you could petition to be moved to a higher division like i believe pope francis is in division they're in division one for sure but i believe they petitioned to be up they were supposed to be division two or division three um a lot of people thought stoneham might do that because again they're playing mostly division one teams in that middle sex league but they're they're in the in Division Four based on the um, enrollment of their high school, but you know, not uh, probably not the best answer to your question. But it's just the the lack of depth is really the the biggest thing you'll notice. And once you get to TD Garden, there's always there's always one guy in every, every team that you're like, wow, this kid stands out. He's why they're here. He'll probably be in prep school next year, right? You know? Yeah, and you, you you hit it right. It's if you're on a team that has a lot of depth and you know a pedigree of mm-hmm. you know a, a legacy of success, as you will, a big name school, mm-hmm. it's easier to keep those guys. Yeah. And you said like Reading, like I, I went to Reading and the Burbank, and I was just like, there. I drove up and the parking lots were full and yeah. the line was out the door. I'm like, yeah. what? You know, like yeah, I mean, I, they've got the recording of Rene Rancourt doing the national yes, anthem. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, Old Rene, vin- yeah, yeah. vintage, vintage Rene. Um, <laughs> I, I just think. To me, you know, I, I go to hundreds of hockey games every year, and watching Reading play a Middlesex League team, or you know, St. John's Prep, or a good, there, there's not much that's better than that as far as you know, pure enjoyment of watching, watching hockey. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, great, you know, I, I think we've given the we've given the the field a good canvassing, and it's important. Like you know, these. These guys work hard, you know, and it's got to be it's got to be hard for them sometimes to to feel like they're relevant, you know, yeah. and they're they're you know, but but at the end of the day, like you go into these games and these buildings are full and they're packed right. with with so yeah, you know, the schools get behind them, parents and fans and and towns, you know, get get behind them, and the, it's 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 great to see, and it it just makes me think of uh, you know, I think you've probably had a lot of conversations with coaches yeah. this year, and they've probably talked about what you know a year ago did what the pandemic has done what the not just in hockey but in life in general and so is there real excitement uh about the opportunity to finally get back and play for a championship there's been a big excitement all year you know talking to the coaches and some of the players and 
I interviewed uh, Christian Hansen and um, the Blazer Brothers for a story that I did on them for one of our magazine stories in January, and they all talked about just the fact that there's something to play for this year. There's an excitement coming to the rink, um, and there's also an attitude of you can't take anything for granted because they, they lost that chance last year. Um, you know, where in the past you might have said, ah, you know, this game doesn't, you know, there's just a, this could be the last game. Like, you, you go back to 2020, prep school finished their, their championship, but a week or so later, the high school season was cut short with, uh, they had to name co-champions because of the, you know, cancellation of those games because of the coronavirus. So I think there's a real feeling of don't take anything for granted and play every shift, play every game like it's your last shift or your last game. Yeah. Right on. I mean, that's that, and that's the thing. We we've ex- we've all experienced that if right. we've been in the game. Just the, the whole idea of you know you if you have to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of you right. because if you say, well, you know, we'll get it next time or we'll get you know, you, you never know. You right. know, so you just leave it all out there. Play the best, play the best you can, and mm-hmm. and don't leave it to chance that that you you know because you just might not get that opportunity later. Right. Real quick, if you don't mind, I just want to kind of touch on some uh, of the other states around. Hey, man, this is your world. I'm just <laughs> living in it, Jeff. Like, I don't mind at all. Let's go. So, you know, one one kid in Connecticut high school that is garnering some buzz is Nico Tornas, who played right. for the Yale Junior Bulldogs in the uh, in the fall. He's a kid that he's a goal scorer. His you know doesn't always look that great his feet, but wow, does he ever score goals? And he's around the net and. Um, He's he's been the best player in Connecticut high school hockey this year. Yeah, I remember um, you and I were in Conway Arena in Nashua yeah. back in uh, June of last year, right. watching him at the New England Districts yeah. as an O six. I remember he had a hat trick in that All Star game. Right, just um, shooting from everywhere. That's what I remember. And those, you know, the goal scorers usually do. You know, right. so many of these kids these days, they they want to hold the puck or yep. dust it off or you know, right. do, make an extra move. And that that kid was just firing from everywhere. Right, and um. In Rhode Island, East Greenwich has had a really good year. Um, you know, they don't have maybe the name, the household names, but from from everything I've heard, they're them and LaSalle are are the teams to beat in Rhode Island. And uh, you know, then Bishop Hendrickson obviously has a has a real good chance. They have the two best players in, in Rhode Island high school hockey, and uh, center Ryan Staples and defenseman uh, Colton Whitfield, two really good players. Colton's dad is the Providence Bruins assistant and he's on the bench for a lot of the games for them and Colton hardly ever comes off the ice I saw them play a game recently he, he must have logged 40 out of the 45 minutes and then you know Ryan Staples is a 200 foot goal scorer um, scores big goals and plays a lot of minutes for them as well so Rhode Island High School obviously isn't what it used to be when Mount had some of their high school teams that were loaded with future NHL players but there's still a couple of good players in Rhode Island High School, and you know, like I talked to another Rhode Island coach after that game that I went to, and you know, he he just mentioned the the student support that even Rhode Island gets. Um, you know, it's a smaller state, obviously, but you know, he just mentioned the fact that you know he he's involved in hockey at a higher level, but he just what a, what a great uh, great take it is, and how much he enjoys some of the Rhode Island high school games. Yeah, Staples is a kid you know pretty well. Um, right. He's another O six, really impressive. Yeah. Just his, just how well, how big he is, and how yeah. well he moves. But he's really nimble. And yeah. I saw that that in that game against, I think it was uh, Asabat Valley. Yeah. He scored a goal like right. with a, it was an unbelievable athletic play yeah. in the in the 
the yeah. the, mat, the tier one states. Right. So. No, he's a he's a great player, and so you know him and Whitfield were were fun to watch in that game. Um, Whitfield, you don't really see it as much in the split season, but he he had the puck on his stick so much, and he he scored one really nice goal from the point. Um, Staples had the game winner with six seconds to go in the game I was at, but. Whitfield, you know, really made a lot of good plays, and the two, the two of them are are special players that are a hundred percent Division One caliber hockey players. And um, you know, obviously, the the depth in Mass High School is not not what it used to be. The depth in Rhode Island, you know, is even below that. But the two of them are are worth watching for college coaches. There's both players are getting significant interest already as of January one. Both both were contacted by. A number of hockey east and ECAC schools. Yeah, not not surprising. Having like I said, watching, I haven't seen them. Haven't seen them there, yeah. but uh, you know, certainly, you know, good players are good players, and I think right. that you know we talk to we talk about you know parents and 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 players and right. you know that when they're they're trying to make a name for themselves, and you always the old adage: if you're right. a good player, teams will find you. Yeah, no, right? I, Mark Mark Dennehy said that to me a bunch back in the. You know, when he was at Merrimack ten years ago, or whatever it was, you know, if what you just said, if you know, if you're a good player, we will find you. And I, I also think there's something to be said for for getting those puck touches and having the chances. You know, if some of these guys that we're talking about that are really good 06s or 07s, if they're on a prep school roster this year, they might not be playing as much. There, you know, there's well, we know some right, are, yeah, right. right? I we mean, there's they're... you know, we've talked about in the past. There's some guys in prep that started out the year on the fourth line or on the JV team or whatever that have moved up a little bit. Some of them haven't, but it, it's hard to, um, you know, the fact that, you know, Jerry, Jerry Keefe, who's the head coach in division one, the fact that he's willing to have his son play mass high school hockey shows you that it's not the, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's, you know, people always want to rush to that next, next step. But the fact that, a guy who's a hockey professional has his kid playing Mass High School hockey as a sophomore because he, he wants him to get those puck touches. He wants him to be in those power play, penalty kill, key situations. That, that should tell you all you need to know. Um, you know, all these people that want to rush off to, you know, full season midget hockey or prep school hockey, you know, it's it's not always the best thing for a younger player. So I think I think more people need to consider Mass High School and Rhode Island High School when you're, when you're in 06 and a freshman, sophomore, and then and when you're ready, take that next jump. Don't don't be looking to make the next jump in your career before you've dominated the one yeah. you're at. Right. That's a that is another mantra. Don't look yeah. to the next thing till you master right master your current level. And it's too much. And that's you know again we could go off on a tangent. Yeah. We don't want to, but you know that's society. That's right. culture. It's yeah. the fast food mentality. Right. It's the I want what I want now right. without recognizing you know. And there's a difference between working hard and not being ready. Right. And not working that hard, but thinking right. you're ready. Yeah, you know, and that's. I think a lot of it has to do with social media and the internet and all that stuff. Because 20 years ago, no one would have, you know, seen a highlight goal of let's say Teddy Mutrin or Richard Gallant. You know, like they would have just everything. And they're great players that are playing big time right. minutes at prep school, but they're in the minority because yeah. they're they're really good hockey players and. um I guess my point by this is I think everyone, you know, sees on Instagram whether it's a kid committing or whether it's a kid having success at this level and say, I'm better than this kid or I'm just as good as this kid, you know, I need to take that next step. And I think oftentimes you need to sit back and I've had this conversation with prep school coaches and USHL coaches that if you're not putting up a point per game in high school, 
you're probably not going to have too much success in prep. And if you're not putting up a point per game or more in prep, you're probably not going to have too much success in the USHL. And, you know, the same thing. Obviously, it's tough to score in the USHL, but if there's probably a magic number for the USHL before you you take that next step and, and play college hockey. So I think, you know, like I said, and you said we don't want to jump off on a tangent, but I truly believe when we're talking high school hockey, there, there are a lot of good players in high school hockey still, players that college coaches need to be watching. And, um, you know, it's not as deep as it used to be, but it's still a good option for a whole bunch of kids out there. And for the schools that are willing to get out there and grind yeah. and, and, and find identify those games right. and, and get to them, yeah. you know, they might right. might have a program-changing player out right. there that you don't even realize. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, you know, I've seen USA Hockey guys watching Sadowski and Keefe, um, seen a bunch of Division One coaches, Hockey East coaches watching some of those same guys, some other guys. Um, Hendrickens had their slew of Division One coaches at their games. Um, BC Highs had a couple of Division One coaches at their games. Watching some of those guys, so there's still there's still college coaches that are that are coming to these games, and you know it's still a great option and it's a great take, and it's it's one of my favorite circuits to watch just because I think the passion of it and the the atmosphere and you know the a lot of close games and hard hits and you know, kids that have played together forever, you know, laying it all out on the line. Right. And then as we as we wrap, let's just go back and you, you know, you certainly touched in a in a in a other you, you've touched on it before mm-hmm. at really any level and that is the importance of depth, the yeah. importance of, of mature, right, older, experienced yeah. players, goaltending. Right. So how important is that gonna be to this to this this playoffs? Uh, I think it's incredibly important. It's it's why I believe St. John's Prep, Severian, or CM will be the Division One state champion come March twentieth. Yeah, they just have too much of all of that to, for other. They've teams all got to the depth and the overcome the experience, and you know, like like we talked about, you know, Sadowski and Keefe and Monroe and some of those guys are are the best prospects in high school hockey, but you know, it's a O four like Cam Feechy was putting up over thirty goals or a bunch of kids in St. John's Prep. Like it's incredible that the um scoring by committee at St. John's Prep right. this year. Um and some of those players are really good players. You know, they might not be division one hockey players, but they're good athletes that are good lacrosse players, good soccer players, good baseball players. Um so Yeah, put them together and let them go. If you if right. you sell out to stop the Blazers, then yeah. Vana or Van Sicklin's yeah. getting you. Right, for sure. Yeah. So, well, um, this this has been uh, it's been great. It's been uh, for for people that uh, maybe weren't aware of some of these things and, and some and aware of, of, of how good the hockey is. Yeah. You know, I hope that that as you listen to this, if you, if you're a player that's either maybe on the younger side and you're expiring to play high school hockey or maybe you're a high school hockey player that is young enough to where you can maybe recognize the importance of maybe sticking with it another year mm-hmm. and getting those puck touches and getting that playing time yep. and, and that 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 could lead to an opportunity um that you didn't think was possible or you know you're more concerned about where you're going to play yep. versus you know what are you, what is your role and are you ready for that like hopefully this is a you know, it's all been some food for thought. It's, yeah. it's good stuff, Jeff. Thanks. I appreciate you having me, and maybe look forward to talking some more high school hockey in the future. Yeah, no, I think uh, let's not forget that some of the greatest players that ever came out of this area, came out of this state, played 
public high school or played, you know, the Catholic right. conference, you know, type schools. I mean, for sure. And so, um, yeah, prep school's huge, uh, you know, and, and and now we're seeing the proliferation of, of you know, different other programming, you know, full season teams, mm-hmm. midget hockey, but, uh, you know, the MIAA will always be, you know, yeah. competing and, and putting out putting out uh, teams that are going to come together. And in this case, March 20th, TD yeah. Garden, get your tickets, go on down there. There'll probably be, you know, plenty of seating to be had. And, yeah, and uh, enjoy be some, some great games. So. Yeah, good. So, well, um, we are so glad you could join us, Jeff, again for, you know, we're, we're, we're going to continue to raise the bar at New England Hockey Journal the best we can, provide you the coverage and insights, hockey at all levels. And this was a great uh, show to dedicate some time because so many of those players, student athletes, are, are deserving of recognition. Absolutely. And if you haven't uh, subscribed and had a chance to see it, uh, Jeff's been doing some pretty regular coverage on it, uh, on these teams that we talked about. And you can peel back the onion a bit and, and see it in more detail. And uh, so until next time... We will see you at the rink. Thanks for listening to New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at NE Hockey Journal, on Instagram and Facebook at New England Hockey Journal, and subscribe to New England Hockey Journal online at hockeyjournal.com. New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise is a Siemens Media Podcast.